everyone and welcome to another episode of Studio Insights. Today you've got Hannah and Victoria from the Bell Vista Studios team. In this episode we're doing things a little bit differently. What we've done in the last two weeks is we've asked you, our community, to ask us questions and let us know what you would like to know about. So we've got three questions that the community have asked so we're super excited to get into them. We hope that it adds value to you and thank you for the people that got involved and asked questions. Just remembering before we get started that this is just our perspective so if anyone else has any other views on how to answer the questions or what they do to be successful please comment below because it'd be great to share our knowledge with each other but yeah let's get started victoria is going to be the question asker and she's also going to be asking some questions i mean answering some questions as well <laughs> it's too early i need another coffee <laughs> let's All right. Um, so we've had a question come through asking about the methods um, that can be used to find out what the needs of the learners are. Um, they've suggested things like interviews and questionnaires. Um, what advice do you have for them? Okay, so what we do is, so before we would look at what the needs are of the learners, we come up with a success statement. So I think that's really important to know from our perspective, like that is the most important thing, coming up with that clear goal so we know what the needs are because those needs should always align to that success statement. So that's what we do as part of our human-centered design process. So you can learn more about that success statement in our human-centered design playbook and human-centered design development opportunities. But once we have that goal, there's different methods that we take. So one of the methods I'll share is we do, if you know Kathy Moore, she does something called action mapping and it's epic. If you're an instructional designer and you haven't checked it out, definitely go and Google action mapping Kathy Moore. Um, she has a process that she goes through where she finds out four different parts of the problem and that helps us come up with the needs, the learners needs. So it's skills. So it's finding out what skills the learners would need relevant to that goal. It's environment. So how is their environment impacting the goal? Is it stopping them from being able to meet it or is it supporting them? Um, knowledge. So what do they need to know to be able to meet the goal? And then also motivation. So how motivated are they to meet the goal or is there some work to do around them understanding the why and why it's important. So that's one of the methods that we use. So that's Kathy Moore's action mapping process. And that, yeah, you get a lot of needs through that and it helps you design a learning solution that meets the goal. Uh, something else that we do is empathy mapping. And this is one of our favorite tools at Bell Vista Studios. So it's a human-centered design tool and it enables you to empathize with your learner. So what it does is it gets you to step into the shoes of your learner and with the goal front of mind, think about what the learner would be in a future desired state. So if they were successful, what the learner would be saying, doing, thinking and hearing. And so if you really step into the shoes of that learner and think, okay, if our project goal was met, what would they be saying, thinking, doing and hearing? And from that, you can get like learning objectives and actions that the learner would need to take and incorporate that into your training solution. So they're probably the two that I think are really um, helpful. The other one would be user interviews. So user interviews are really good because you can speak to the user and find out how their context and their day-to-day -day world relates to the goal. So you can find out whether they actually are motivated about it, whether they would be able to achieve the goal now, what challenges they're having, and that can help you get the needs as well. Um, but I think the main thing, like at Bell Vista Studios, we're very human-centered. So 
for us, we just make sure that we involve the learner in all of those processes. So we have the learner there for the Kathy Moore action mapping process. So the knowledge skills environment that I spoke about earlier, we have them there for the empathy mapping and obviously there for the interviews so that they can tell us what the goal means to them. And that helps us get accurate learning needs. Um, yeah. Do you think, does that answer the question Vic enough? Yeah, I think so. Some good options there for people to use. Cool. Good question. <laughs> this is a good one. All right. The next question. Um, do you think that e-learning architectures such as receptive, directive and guided discovery are a good starting point, uh, sorry, are a good starting point to design more effective resources depending on the purpose of the learning? So they've said for inform, response strengthening or knowledge construction. Um, okay, so that's a good question because I actually hadn't heard of those different architectures before this video. <laughs> so it is new for us. Um, but having a look at it, it is interesting. Like I can see that it's about whether you need to inform the learner, whether you need to get them to like answer questions. So like respond or whether they like experience it. But I guess for us at Bell Vista Studios, I would say it is a good starting point, but for us, our process is more around human centered design. So we would look at what, what does the learner actually have to do in the real world? And then we would design the resource according, accordingly. So we don't put them into that category or think, are we going to make it receptive, directive? We sort of just think if I was the learner and I needed to take action on what that learning objective is, what would I actually need? Would I need to know information? Would I need to practice it? And I think for us, like practicing in the real world probably is the best. So we, for our learning solutions, and you would know Vic with what we create, like we always try and make it reflect the real world. So I think... I guess we're more experiential maybe when it comes to mm -hmm. those, yeah what do you think Vic? <laughs> yeah I'd agree with that yeah um, I mean I guess it depends what you're trying to train as well but generally speaking <laughs> we yeah. do try and want it to like we want it to reflect the real world because that's where they're going to be using it so yeah I guess it's figuring out the best way of doing that yeah and it is like it is quite interesting because I hadn't really thought of it like that and it is true that sometimes it is just like informing people of something mm. and that can show that like maybe you don't need training maybe people just need to know like do this and they might mm. not actually need the training to get the skills or so it is like an yeah. interesting way to think about things mm. um, and I guess like you'd find out what would be the best process through speaking to the learners because they might say I already know how to do that like I didn't know we had to do it so potentially you could just inform them to do it so I can see yeah. how like that would make sense as well yeah it's more like a skill they have to learn than I think like putting them in an experience like a simulation or something in the real world mm -hmm. would be the best yeah potentially yeah. I don't know I'm making an assumption because we don't know what the actual training goal is but mm -hmm. that's really interesting it's a like great question so thank you yeah. for asking that I hope it added some value our project <laughs> is probably like a little bit different to that but yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Uh, and our last question. Um, what question should one ask an SME to understand desirable difficulty when designing an activity? Oh, man. <laughs> so Vic and I, we're going to be honest, we didn't know what this was. <laughs> <laughs> um, we like tried to answer it earlier, but we didn't understand that it was like an actual theory. So whoever asked that, like, wow that's pretty cool we didn't realize that 
So you've definitely taught us something. So thank you for asking that question because it's led us down a path of trying to figure out what it is. And it sounds super interesting. So from what we know, it's like, if things are a little bit harder, people retain the knowledge for longer. So it's better learning. Um, but there's obviously like a line to that. You don't need to make it so hard that people don't want to do it or don't learn, but there is like a perfect sort of seems like from what I've researched, there is a way to get it like that perfect amount of difficulty that helps people learn more. So what we're going to do, I think there's like a lot to it. So we were looking at videos and trying to learn about it. Um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to write a blog on it. So I write the blog for our team and I, I am really interested in that. And I'd love to know how we could apply it to our learning. So thank you for asking that question because yeah, we're going to get more into it, figure out what it is and apply it to what we do as instructional designers. So if anyone's interested, keep an eye out for that blog. And that's probably all we can provide right now because we don't know enough about it just yet, but great question. Cause yeah, mm -hmm. it's great learning for us. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for those three questions, those people that participated. Um, we love giving you what you need as our community. So please continue to ask questions, comment below if there's anything else that you would like to add or you have any advice so that we can learn through each other. And thanks for tuning in. What's up, awesome human? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us. Basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz could I be a better instructional designer that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you want to solve. But in there as well, aren't we cute? That's us. Um, but we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude, and also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff, and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff, share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.